Hello and welcome to The 100 Podcast. Send Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today we're continuing our 2023 team previews for The 100, previewing every single men's and women's side ahead of the tournament. Today our focus goes to the Manchester Originals women. Charlie, this is a side in the last two years and in previous years when this was this kind of basic same franchise existed in the Kia Super League. We have always hyped them up and they have always disappointed. So uh, we come at this with slightly more care, uh, slightly more laid back, a little bit ill at ease, let's say, this year. And I must admit, while I, I, I like a lot of the players they've acquired, I'm not fully convinced about this team for 2023. Well, this isn't just reverse psychology here. I genuinely mean it when I say that. I'm not 100% sold on this team. In previous years, I've tipped this side to win the whole thing and they've not really done anything remotely suggesting that that would be the case. So I'm not just saying this to try and right my wrongs. I'm just not sold on the makeup of this side. I think they're lacking in a few key areas. And while there's some very exciting players there, I'm not sure they have quite enough of them, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, let's talk big um, departures, big uh, acquisitions. Obviously, Kate Cross goes over to the Northern Superchargers, which is weird and, and frankly unacceptable. So and um, we should remember that that is the case. Uh, they've brought in Laura Woolvars, who's kind of the, the big acquisition, obviously coming over from the Northern Superchargers, big run scorer um, in T20 cricket. I think, you know, we're... Traditionally, we think of the Old Trafford surface as one that's slightly lower scoring, and I think a big accumulator like Laura Wolvart, who can score a lot of runs, is going to be pretty helpful. So those are kind of the big headlines. But let's start with this top order, shall we? Um, Emma Lamb, Deandra Dotton, Laura Wolvart, and Amy Campbell. Obviously, Emma, Emma Lamb we, uh, is a friend of the podcast. Um, and is a fantastic cricketer. Deandra Dotton, we know about um, the the explosiveness she brings to things. We mentioned Wolvar is that the you know big run score, and you've got Amy Campbell there as well. Theoretically, you feel pretty good about what that side might be able to bring you. Hundred percent. I think Wolvar's an excellent signing. She suits the Old Trafford surface incredibly well. In theory, very surprised this is where she's ended up, but I think it makes complete sense. And I think that top order of Lamb, Dotton, and Wolver is exceptional. In Dotton, you have someone who you know is going to hit you with a lot of bombs. Is going to play with a very high strike rate, high intent, be very aggressive at the top. But then around her, you've got Emma Lamb and Laura Wolver, who are both, I would say, more accumulators. Emma Lamb's very adept at batting long, playing a kind of anchor role. That's kind of something she made her own. And Wolver isn't necessarily the quickest set of blocks either. But when she's set, she can really step on the game and go big and go huge. So I think that top three complements itself really well. I'm very excited about this one. For me, I think this could be one of the best top orders in the competition. Yeah, I think that top three is um, is key here because I don't think the batting depth um, is quite what um, this side would like it to be. We've got Amy Campbell scheduled to bat at four. She's not a great season in the Charlotte Edwards Cup. 60 runs at 8.57, strike rate of 83. So I think you might well actually see Liberty Heap uh, potentially come in um, and bat somewhere in that order. But then her strike rate this year in the Charlotte Edwards Cup has been 90. So as well as Emma Lamb has been doing in, in that tournament, um, averaging 34, strike of 140, I'm a little bit concerned about quite who's going to bat in that number four role. 
And, and I do think the domestic batting depth is is where the issues come in. And obviously you've got Sophie Eccleston, who's a, a really quality cricketer, and you've got Amanda Jade Wellington, who's a useful batter as well. Katie George can also play, but it just feels that like all of them would be better off bumped one down the order. And there aren't a great deal of options within this side to bring in and bat four or five and have consistent runs. What they really need is Georgie Boyce, who they've had previously, but now is at the Superchargers. And I think that depth issue is a problem. It's funny. I'm not just saying this because of the presence of Laura Woolvard, but this side feels quite a bit in terms of the batting construction like the Northern Superchargers the last couple of years. And then you have that really exciting gun top three and then not really anything else following it up. And that does put a lot of pressure on that top three to score you a lot of the runs. And I, I don't see a scenario in which those top three fail and they're going to win many games. They've got a lot of quality bowlers here, but it's going to be very hard for them, I think, to put on big totals regularly if those top three aren't firing. I do feel like they're just one middle-order batter short. Big fan of what Eggleston can do with the bat. Likewise, Amanda J. Wellington and Katie George have been playing very nicely in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy recently. So you, you, you like that kind of lower middle order but ideally that's probably a six seven eight rather than your five six seven i think that does change things considerably they're all just entering the game that little bit too high for me mm. but i don't really know how you alter that maybe you bring in liberty heat for perhaps Catherine bryce and she comes in at the order but like you said her figures this year haven't been particularly outstanding it don't i don't really know if that changes a great deal so i think whatever you do here you are slightly concerned about the balance in that middle order it's an issue for me yeah and uh, mid podcast i'm going to change our projected 11 and as i have been thinking about this a little bit but fee morris is going to come in for Catherine bryson but he bumped up the order now fee morris is obviously uh, we would associate as a, as a bowler or she's the off spinner and has played a few different stops during her career and um, the southern brave and welsh fire previously this year in the charlotte Edwards cup has been averaging uh just about 30 a strike of 120 um you know not the figures that absolutely blow you away, but is a consistent run scorer. Now, I think it's difficult because, you know, we haven't seen so much of a bat to know, you know, how's that going to translate to the 100. However, I think it's just worth throwing into that middle order. Um, so Fee Morris, obviously offers an extra bowling option as well, comes in here and that, that offers something, but I still think the concern stands about that middle order. I don't think part of this is, and I think obviously we'll throw Fee Morris up the order a little bit, but, but it is slightly weird that the, the way they've gone about picking up a lot of these domestic players, they've got Ellie Threckle in this side, who we know is a fantastic keeper. They've also got Amara Carr, who's a very good keeper. It's just a weird bit of recruitment there. I think there's been some odd recruitment all around, frankly, in the uh, in the off-season, in the open market stages. Some of it has been very, very clever. Some of it has, frankly, been baffling and has left some ties looking quite well-stocked in some areas and very, very short in others. And I think this is a great example of that. I don't know why you need Ellie Freckord and Amara Carr. It's a strange bit of recruitment, particularly when you are then quite light for specialist batters in that middle order. It's an interesting state of affairs. I don't particularly love what they've done here. It does put a lot of pressure on that top order to deliver with the bat because if they don't, I genuinely struggle to see where a lot of the runs are going to come from. And here's the other thing. You know who hates batting in the power play? Laura Wolvart. And guess what she's going to have to do? 
<laughs> it's batting the it's batting the power play because if there's early wickets and in she comes and let's workshop it a bit maybe throw Fee Morris up a little bit maybe she bats four or five Amy Amy Campbell can come in or you can you know throw Eccleston you could have Morris's de- depth I, I I don't know I I think there's they, they have ways of going about this but I'm still not confident but but let's go on to the, the bowling side of things so I think you feel uh, better about this side of it and let's start with the two guns because they have two genuine guns and this i think is the the real strength of the side sophie eccleston is the best spin bowler in the world in my opinion and definitely the best finger spin bowler in the world and can bowl uh, all of the key phases of the game and you've got amanda jade wellington who i think has been the most valuable player in the hundred the last couple of years just look what she's been able to do with her leg spin takes wickets doesn't go for runs been incredible for the southern brave this is a fantastic fantastic signing you've got you've got 40 absolute world-class deliveries here and that is something to be excited about yeah i think there's some really good spin attacks in this competition but it's hard to beat this one for me. They complement each other so nicely. It is superb, isn't it? You have two genuinely gone world-class spinners here, both of whom back in your top six as well, by the way, which is a nice little addition to this as well. But particularly Old Trafford, which is somewhere where spin is always going to be so important to have acquired this spin attack is genuinely impressive. I am very surprised that they were able to prize Amanda J. Wellington away from Southern Brave, but the draft worked out very nicely for them. I think she was the perfect signing for this side in fact both her and Wolvart to be fair were very very strong signings but Amanda J. Wellington was exactly who this team would have wanted they got her and along with Eccleston with a little bit of Emma Lamb as well maybe some Fee Morris that complements very very impressive spin attack which is perfect for this round Amanda Jed Willington, 17 wickets. That's six more than the next uh, bowler in last year's tournament. That was Lauren Bell with 11. 17 wickets, averaging under 12, a corner of 7.3, gun. And I think that's super exciting. And I think Fee Morris is a is a legitimate option and it has been pretty useful for the Thunder this year um, overall. Um, she's taken seven wickets at uh, 23, corner of 6.56. So there we are. The the, the bowling, the spin bowling side of this, you, you really like. And obviously, Emma Lamb's a useful part-time option. So you feel pretty good about that. And then I'm quite excited to see what the seam attack can be. Obviously, you've got your Deandra Dottin, who who operates with with pace. Laura Jackson is um, is played a bit of 100 previously. Mahika Gore, though, is the player I want to focus on. Um, born in Reading, represent Berkshire. Moved to the UAE when she was eight, I believe, and started playing international cricket at the age of 12. Remarkable, uh, <laughs> remarkable stuff. And tall, left armour, only 17, but bowls with decent pace, moves it around a little bit, kind of getting a, a little bit of a look in for England Day. And, and I think it's a, a player people have a, a good eye on. You know, didn't blow teams away in the the Shire Cup in 2023. So I'll be interested to see you know, how she takes on the responsibility of, of being one of the leaders of this seam attack. But a player that's I think that's going to represent England and I think is going to be a a big contributor for the Manchester Originals this year. Hundred percent. I think it's important to be patient with players like this. They're not instantly going to make that step up necessarily although if she does fair play to her I mean certainly she's shown no signs of of fear of the occasion so far she's made every single step up in her short career so far very very well and 
certainly has not looked out of place at any point. So I don't see why this would be any different for her. I think it's a really exciting pickup. It's a really good bit of business by them getting her in the side. There is going to be responsibility on her shoulders because I do think she will start more or less every game here. I think she's going to be quite an important part of this attack. But I see no reason why she can't handle it. And if she does take it in her stride, this could be a really big year for her as well. I think it also really helps his side as well that they have Katie George back fully fit, able to bowl again. And she's been bowling very well this year. Some pretty decent returns in both the Rachel Hayo Flint Trophy and the Charlotte Edwards Cup. She seems like she's pretty much back to her best after a couple of tough years through injury where she wasn't really able to bowl or bat that much either, to be fair. So this is quite a nice little seam attack as well with Deandra Dottin, who we've not even mentioned yet with a bowling attack. She can contribute a little bit as well. You quite like this seam attack, I think. It, it's, it's quite nice and complimentary. Yeah, and I think... You know, we'll, we'll see, I think, with this seam attack. There's lots of promising options. Katie George has bowled pretty well so far. It was expensive in the Charlotte Edwards Cup. Laura Jackson is is a, a promising player. We'll see. I, I feel like I say we'll see about pretty much all of this because you like the individual options, but either coming off injury, young, um, have been a little bit expensive in the past. Deandra Dottin's um, an interesting name to look out for. It's. I think it's going to come together. But I'm not sure how it's going to come together, I think is my point. I'd love to see Mahika Gorgaga go with a new ball. You know, I, I think we all think the world of Katie George just hasn't been fit. It just, I, I think it could be a strength of this side, but also I think I have my questions about how it's quite going to fit together this year, two, two years down the line. Hell yeah, but a couple of lingering questions there. Overall, however... I feel quite good about the bowling attack. I think it's useful when you can see Gore and Jackson and George as kind of the, almost the secondary options. I think you give Gore the new ball, but you have Eccleston, you have Amanda Jade Wellington, you have DeAndre Dotton, you have those off spinners. You have loads of bowling options, and I think that's really promising. So I feel really good about the bowling side as a whole. Vibe check about the Manchester Originals. We said at the start of this podcast that we always back this side and get burnt. And I, I think part of me is is not going to fully back the side because of um, lived experience and we should learn from our mistakes. But there's just something interesting about this side. I, I think you the, the fact you have Laura Wolvart is, is such a plus. Dotton and Lamb bring so much to that top order. You like what Eccleston, Wellington, Morris, Campbell, George can bring with the bat. I do think there's legitimate concerns about how this batting pieces it together. But there is a world where Laura Wolvart goes an absolute heater, scores a million runs. Emma Lamb and Dotton and Eccleston and all that contribute. Then you score enough runs and then you have two gun spin bowlers, lots of other options you can build the attack around. I don't think this is a side with I, where I would instantly say, I think the, they can compete with Oval. I think they can compete with Braves. They're not as complete. There are questions. They are really dependent um, on those big names. And the domestic batting depth for me is a real issue. But I think that when you have these pieces, it is pretty much impossible to be a bad team. I don't think it's possible if you start off with Eccleston and Wellington and throw in whoever. I think it's difficult to be a bad team. And I think then you also consider they've got Wolvart, you know, they've they've got um, a top a top order player in Emma Lamb. You have seamers you like, you have spinners you like. I, I think they can push to get towards the top three, but I'm not ready to say they're a contender in the same way that the Brave and the Invincibles are. 
I think that's pretty fair. I think for me, a lot of this will depend on how well those big gun players perform. Like you say, if Wolverine, Dotton, Lamb, Eccleston, and Amanda J. Wellington all deliver, if they all hit their form, all it takes really is a few of them to turn up every game, put on a show, and there's every chance they are going all the way through to the finals, right? But if that doesn't happen, it's a little bit more tricky to see where those match-winning performances are going to regularly come from. There's a lot of talent here, a lot of exciting young players. If they can step up, brilliant, even more great, right? If that happens, fantastic. But I don't know if some of them are quite ready yet, and I think a lot of this will depend on those big names stepping up and playing to the best of their ability every single game. If they do, every chance. If they don't, I don't know. So I'm going to go mid-table for this side, I think. Uh, This was our podcast where we spend 15 minutes talking ourselves into the Manchester Originals for the third time in years and the whole franchise (laughs) in the Gear Super League onwards for the last six or seven years. And so please bookmark this when we uh, inevitably get burnt again. But I think we feel good about the side, if not great. We'll see how they get on. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You can find the uh, preview for the Manchester Originals Men, another incredibly confusing side. That's also on our feed right now, as are loads of other team previews. You can also find more of our X-rated content at Podcast 100 or on the artist formerly known as Twitter. But for now, thank you very much for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. 